Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. These interview sessions are sponsored by our great friends at Elevate Online Marketing. On episode 169, I am joined by Chandler Bolt. Chandler is the CEO of Self Publishing School and selfpublishing.com. He is the author of six best-selling books, including his most recent book, Published. Chandler makes a very generous offer and you can be one of 50 people from this community to get a free copy of that very book. Listen very closely uh, to Chandler in the show as he will explain how to get yourself one of those free copies, but be quick because there are only 50 available to this community. Chandler is also the host of the Seven Figure Principal Podcast and the Self Publishing School Podcast. He has also graced the TEDx stage. You can find a link to his talk within the show notes, as well as all the good links to his uh, socials and his business. This is episode 169 with Chandler Bolt. Chandler, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Uh, so good to see you. Um, I think you and I are connected by this idea that um, books change lives. Yes. Why do you think that? Oh, gosh, because I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a C-level English student and a college dropout with ADHD, <laughs> uh, I was someone who hated writing and hated reading, quite frankly. I mean, I remember growing up in school and in high school, and I was in all the advanced classes except for English sure. because it, it meant I'd have to read more. And, and I'd have to write more and do papers and projects and all that stuff. And so I, I went from that to really, when I dropped out, I said, all right, well, I'm dropping out of school because I'm learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran a business. So mm. that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to drop out, but I've got to, I've got to operate like I'm still in school. <laughs> and so instead of class, I need to go to uh, conferences instead of curriculum. I need to read books. And so that's mm. when I started to fall in love with books and see that all right, my life is changing as a reader of books uh, and then started writing books. And then it's like, oh, wow, my life is changing as an author of books. And so that's what I think is just this, this powerful duality uh, is that books change the lives of readers mm -hmm. and then books change the lives of authors and the process of, of writing and publishing that book. And, you know, not to mention all the stuff it can do for your life, for your business, for, mm. you know, the impact that you're going to make, the legacy that you have, kind of all those things. Yeah, I love that. And um, how old were you when you dropped out of school then? Because that's some discipline to kind of instill, isn't it? Because <laughs> so, it could have been so easy to do other things. Yeah, I gosh, I, I must have been 19 or 20 yeah. um, about that time. And, and I was fortunate enough to just have very supportive parents where mm. I think they did the right amount of challenging up front. <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, is this just a rash decision? But then yeah. once they realized I'd really thought it through and a lot of mentors that said, Hey, I'd never really recommend this for anyone except for you. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you, I think in this case, you actually should. And, and so, but then they were supportive and I convinced my mom, I was like, Hey, you got, uh, you guys got some money stashed away for college. Can you like put a little bit of that towards like paying for conferences and, yeah. uh, and reading books and, and stuff like that. And then one of my early hustles was uh, I would, I couldn't afford to go to a lot of these conferences. So I would just volunteer. And I'd reach out to the organizer and say, hey, I'll sweep the floors, I'll run the mics, I'll pick up speakers from the airport, like whatever you need to do to make your life easier while you run this event, I'll do it. I just want to be in the room. 
uh, and the, and so that worked and I did that a yeah, couple, at yeah. least a couple times, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe three times or something, two, three times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's kind of kickstarted learning and then just seeing, oh, wow, I'm, you know, the smartest, most successful people in the world have spent years mm-hmm. crystallizing the best things they know into a book. I call a book a $15 mentor, right? And so yeah. for 15 bucks and in a handful of hours, I can read it and learn from them. And I just I just started seeing if I had any problem in business, I'd say, okay, well, what's the best book on this? And I'd read it and say, oh my gosh, this is so helpful. And then just implement it and then mm-hmm. read and then implement and then read and implement. And that's really, I think why self-publishing school has grown so quickly is because of that, that cycle. Mm. It's it's a real gift. To, uh, I think you said these words. It's a gift to humanity, isn't it? It's this. It's this product. I call it heart work. It's it's the mm. creation. It's our it's our heart's creation. It's for the love of it. And um, you know, I, I just love. I mean, I've got a bookshelf here. I I have to work hard to make sure it's self development, not shelf development. Like because uh, uh, I have a habit of just buying books <laughs> and I never get around to reading. Shelf esteem. Hundred percent. <laughs> this is it. And I just say I love the fact that we can come to books that are decades old and just find some such great wisdom. Are there any, you know, there are, there are a handful that have really been testament to the change in your life? Oh gosh, so many. Uh, my first question, I think this changed the way I read. Uh, and I think it's changed the way other people have read as well. My first question is because people always ask is, is, Hey, what's your, you know, what's your favorite book? What's the best oh, book that you recommend? Question. And my question, I answer it with a question, which is, uh, what are you trying to learn and where are you trying to grow? And then based on that, I can make a recommendation. So I think that's the first and best question that that people Mm. need to ask when they think about what book to read next. Um, And because then that answers the question of, am I going to implement this within 30 to 45 days of reading that Mm -hmm. book? And if the answer is no, then don't read the book. (laughs) Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's just in time learning. Um, but then I look at kind of a couple buckets. I've got a couple of, uh, videos and podcasts, uh, Mm -hmm. episodes on this of like my top leadership books of all time. And then my top most impactful books of all time. And so a couple that are up on that list, um, extreme ownership Mm -hmm. is I think one of the best leadership books of all time. It just rocked my world and changed the way I view leadership. Um, there's 80, 20 sales and marketing, which is one of the best marketing books of all time that and influence by Robert Cialdini, I think are two of the best marketing books of all time. Uh, then as far as raw impact on my life, I'd say, um, the miracle morning, by a buddy of mine, how Elrod that's, I mean, morning routines totally changed just my discipline and just everything. And then there's a bunch of other words, like, you know, there's the seminal books, like how to win friends and influence people. And that's a yearly or yearly or every other year at the, at the, at the, at the least, um, reread and that sort of thing. And, uh, and then my book published is, I mean, it's impacted my life in terms of how it's grown the business. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's the first version of this book. Um, I mean, brought in millions of dollars in sales for self-publishing school. And Mm. that's why I wanted to write the second edition is because it's Mm -hmm. all right. How do we drop the mic and help people, um, I mean, how to help people write and publish books, right? And so that's been one of the ways where it's almost the reverse impact, right? As the author is, that's why I wrote the second edition is, you know, I realized there was all these random people who had published books. They didn't even work with us at self-publishing school. They just read the book. It's like my brother was going out on tour with his band and the guitar tech was like, hey, how's your brother doing? And he's like, how do you know my brother? He's like, oh, I read his book and I wrote a book. 
and then there's all these just like serendipity moments mm. of you know i went to this it's like this this barcade in austin texas and i'm there you know just like playing games and stuff someone comes up they're like hey are you the guy who wrote that book published I, nice. this is me and my sister we wrote we read that and we both wrote books and it just kept oh, wow. happening again and again and you realize all right well hey this this is this book has changed my life but also for me I, i'm like i need to make this better it's been six years since it was published and and all that stuff so long answer to a short question Hey, my friends, hope you're enjoying the interview so far. Just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this summer, the Always Better Than Yesterday community turns five. On Saturday, the 25th of June, 2022, we're going to be hosting an event down here in Trowbridge in the southwest of England, where we're going to bring together like-hearted human beings with a little bit of inspiration, a whole lot of connection, and we're going to be celebrating this journey that we've all been on over the last five years. We have three guest speakers lined up. We'll be joined by Matt Hill, Esther McCann and Tommy Gentleman. We'll have welcome drinks provided by our sponsor, Elevate Online Marketing, and we'll have food provided by Valicious. And after we've had some speakers, we've had some food and some welcome drinks, we will then start the party. We will have some music. We are going to have a live band performing live for us for the very, very first time. You can get your tickets now. Tickets are on sale. They are £20 per person. They will include your welcome drink and your evening meal. So go grab your tickets now in the show notes and let's get back to the interview. I love that. And, and I, I saw that on your website, Hal had uh, made a comment. He said he doesn't normally endorse other programs, but Chandler's program is the one. So let's talk about um, self-publishing school. What is it? Who do you serve? Yeah. Um, so self-publishing school, we're an online education company. Um, we help people write and publish books um, that grow their impact, their income, and their business if they have one. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of our bread and butter. We've got a nonfiction side of the company, which is um, like our the largest part of the company. But then we've got a children's book side of the company and a fiction um, division of the company. And so, um, yeah, we help people write books that change lives and and, and all that stuff. So was, I, I like to think of it kind of like a business accelerator or a semester or a year at co in, in uh, college, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's online education and it's, we work with people one-on-one -on -one and um, that sort of thing and, and help people go through the process to write a great book, save hundreds of hours in the process, and hopefully save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in the process and write a better book that sells more copies. So mm. that's kind of what uh, we've, we launched in February 2015. We've published about 6,000 books um, mm -hmm. since then, uh, and we publish a, a book or two a day. And, uh, we, you know, that we've been on the Inc. 5000. Like, we've just been growing really quickly. Uh, and I think that's because we're passionate about what we do. And, so good. And love helping people through books, man. It's, it's a lot of one. fun. I love that. And, and I think, you know, one of the really cool things, because people are always saying to me, you know, Ryan, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I will. And I, I will, but like, there's almost like an anxiety in me. There's that blank page feeling. And, and I like one of the questions within the book. It's like, I think we're all familiar with the concept of having a why for writing a book. Mm -hmm. I love the second question is why now? Mm, yeah, that was really powerful. Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that, Ryan, because for so many people writing a book, it's on the maybe someday list or the maybe yeah. next year list. And yeah. it just keeps getting put off. And, and so I think you have to have a compelling reason why now, mm -hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to get the book done. Right. And, and, and so that was even for me with, the, with the second edition of this book is like, I, it's, 
it had been in the back of my head. I'm pushing it. I mean, you need to run into business and doing all these things and moving. And it's like, there's never a good time. You're going to have to get started before you're ready. And so I think starting with that why, and then the why now, I think is a really, really important place to start because then, you know, you, you, as you alluded to, I walked through kind of the exercises in the book. That's what you're going to need to keep at the forefront to help you yeah. keep moving through the process when it gets tough. Cause it's mm. not a matter of if it gets <laughs> tough, it's a matter of when. Mm. <laughs> and so it's important to have that at the forefront. Yeah. What are the, uh, what are those sort of tough times or what do they look like, sound like, feel like? <laughs> <laughs> I think the toughest part as an author is getting your rough draft done. Yeah. Right. And that, I mean, that is, um, that's when it becomes real. You've probably seen this. I talk about this, um, gosh, chapter, uh, chapter seven, the 30 day rough draft challenge. Mm. And I mean, that's really what it's all. I mean, once you get your rough draft done, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and you start mm. to believe that this is possible. Mm. Mm. And so there's the getting, there's the committing to writing the book. There's the getting first words on the page and then getting to rough draft, which I think is, is the hardest part. Um, and, but if you get it, I, I think I just mentioned this, but if what, if, and when you get to the rough draft finish line, you'll start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You start to believe that this is possible. It goes from this thing that I'm thinking about doing, or like kind of this pipe dream to, mm. oh my gosh, this is happening. And that is what we found um, from coaching thousands of people through this process is like, that is kind of the single indicator. If someone's going to have success in the program is like, do they get their rough draft done? So we really, we mm. really focus on that pretty heavily. Um, we're, we're in the middle of a, a push right now uh, it, to, to finish 200 rough drafts in Q1. I think we got about 70 um, so far. Uh, and so it's, it, I mean, we're just focusing our whole community on that because we've just seen how that unlocks yeah. um, the, the process. So that's probably the hardest part. And then I think mm. the second hardest part is uh, reading uh, your rough draft and realizing, oh man, I got a lot of work to do to make this a final draft. And that that's like kind of the messy middle uh, where you're in the throes of the whole book thing. Uh, and, then, and then you start to see, okay, this is getting close. Uh, I think you probably, uh, you probably remember that that's the chapter eight. I talk about the crisis of meaning <laughs> yeah, that everybody yeah. goes through when, as they move into the editing process. Mm. I um uh, if I think about you know pre being able to self-publish you know your chances of becoming an author were mainly getting yourself a book deal right and that requires some level of exposure and someone being willing to go all in on your idea and I, I guess you've assembled a team now you've 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 assembled a team you've really and un you've really unpacked the process and you wrap around you know authors with you know what type of people do you surround them with that help them through that process? Yeah. So really there's, there's, there's a couple, I mean, I think key people there's, I think you need it. It's funny. I, I always explain self-publishing school. It's kind of like a mix between Indiana Jones and Jillian Michaels. Uh, and so we talk about Indiana Jones, like we're going to blaze the trail and, yeah. and, and save you hundreds of hours in the process and show you the pitfalls to avoid and that sort of, so there's kind of this guide, and then there's the accountability that's the Jillian Michaels, like to actually get it done. And so I, I think that that is the one, two punch that I always look to is like, yep. okay, someone to, 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 to show you the path 
and then someone to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's, that's like our coaches, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important that people have someone in their day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, whether people were working with us or not, I mean, that, that is important. <laughs> that is a very critical part where it's just like a gym buddy. It's just like, uh, you know, if you're trying to quit drinking and, and go to an AA meeting or like mm -hmm. all those things are built on accountability, right. Mm -hmm. And telling someone else you were going to do something mm -hmm. uh, and then showing up to do that thing. And so that's so important in the book and the book writing process and the book publishing process is the public accountability. It's why we kind of build it into the process. And I talk about this in the book of, of, all right, posting when you say like, I'm writing a book and my rough draft will be finished by yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like we send a sign in the mail where the people fill it in. Ooh. They can post a picture of themselves. Yeah, it's like yeah. my rough draft will be finished by this date. Yeah. And just like that, just that, that public accountability, yeah. uh, it's scary, uh, but it's what helps you keep going and stay on track. Um, you know, the four agreements talks about being impeccable with your word. And I think mm. one of the most important things is that we're impeccable with our word to ourself. Yeah. For most people, myself included, that doesn't just happen. You have to first start by being impeccable with your word with other people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm such a big, and, and then building that as a cornerstone habit. And then I think the next phase of mastery, and that is being impeccable with your word to yourself. Because at the end of the day, I mean, that's all we have. That's all we have is I, right. if I say I'm going to do something to myself, mm. no one else has to know about it. I'm going to be impeccable with my word because subconsciously, this is kind of going off on a, on a tangent in a, in a, in a soapbox, but, <laughs> but it, subconsciously, if, if, if our subconscious says I cannot be trusted, like I could Chandler cannot be trusted mm -hmm. because he told me myself that he was going to do something and then he didn't do it well then that bleeds into everything that we do yeah and then we're not keeping our commitments to other people then we're not keeping our commitments to ourselves, to our yeah. kids to our family to our business partners to our customer like mm -hmm. that just bleeds into everything and so i think that's that's a core part it starts with accountability with others but then ultimately the goal is to to build that intrinsic uh impeccability uh with your word i love that my mantra in life is to show up, have fun, do my best and leave space for the miracles. And uh, mm. I was listening to your conversation with Catherine and, and you talk about best is the standard. Yeah. I love that. Tell me about best is the standard. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's uh, so that I got that from uh, Dabo Sweeney. He's the mm -hmm. coach of the, the Clemson Tigers. So I know, you know, um, John Gordon, um, Catherine's husband writes about a lot. I actually just um, finished rereading his power positive leadership book. And he talks about Dabo a lot in there, yeah. but so best is the standard. Uh, I mean, it, it means it, it's funny. It's kind of your, your, your mantra, right. Um, which is, it, it, which is um, especially the show up part is mm. okay. Well, I'm going to show up and I'm going to, anything that we do, we're going to do to the best of our ability mm. uh, and to the standard that we hold. And, and so that, I, I, that, that's something that I learned from my parents growing up where, you know, I came home with a bunch of A's and a B and a C or something. And uh, they said that they were upset because they said, hey, this isn't your best. Mm -hmm. I said, well, hold up. You know, my friend, they, he got C's and his parents aren't mad. How come you guys are mad? And they said, well, because we know what your best is and this isn't it. And mm -hmm. we will never hold you to someone else's standard. We're going to hold you to your personal best. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is what be best is a standard means. It is, it is what is your personal best? And I think 
that's my responsibility as a leader, you know, with my team and, uh, and, and, uh, my, you know, all those things is, okay, are you performing at your best? Yeah. Uh, I can, and not comparing your personal best to someone else's personal best. Mm. I um I read um I think it was John Wooden's book recently and it talks about like peace of mind is the result of knowing that you gave your personal best and it's just like that's great that's a is. great quote I love mm. that <laughs> yeah it's that's amazing. awesome you um you talk about um having an author's advantage mm-hmm. what is the advantage of becoming an author oh gosh so many I mean I look at it as like it's it's this key that opens the door to Narnia. <laughs> right uh, if you've seen the chronicles of narnia or read the books you know they they discover this key that opens this door to this magical world mm. that they didn't previously know existed mm. and that's what i look at with uh with becoming an author and really the author advantage is you know the word the root word of authority is author uh, and you can't spell the word authority without the word author <laughs> right which i mean and that's just one part of it but there's all of these things that opened up to me when i became an author of getting interviewed on podcasts like this, Mm -hmm. um, making a global impact where people are buying my books all around the world that started a business, like all, just all of these things. And so, but I think it's, it it starts and a lot of those doors get opened um, when you write and publish a book, at least that was that, I mean, that's not everyone's path. That was just my path. And, Mm -hmm. and and we've, we've seen a a lot of people walk that path. And so that, that to me is the author advantage. Mm -hmm. And then it continues to grow as, you write better books, sell more mm. copies, double down on on what you've created, and kind of move into what I would call the one year launch. Um, and uh, and and so that that to me is the author advantage. I love that. And there's you know there are so many barriers that we put on ourselves to becoming that author. And, and I know that in 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 the published author mindset section itself, you talk about you know seven or eight different limiting beliefs that people hold, like that the time, that have the have the money the resources uh, who am i to even write a book i'm not yeah. even an author and i was listening to your episode again with Catherine, and, I, and and you shared this story of a young girl who wrote a book and it just it, she's testament of, of all of the overcoming she hasn't had any of those limiting beliefs she's just yeah. crushed them all and just just got i'd love for you to share that story about that that young girl if you would yeah uh so her name's emma sumner um her dad joined self-publishing school years ago we helped him uh, write and publish a book and then republish one of his books um, that he already published. And so she saw that. And so I think this is a lesson for parents is when you commit to goals yeah. um, and, and, and following through what you say you're going to do, your, your kids, they pay attention. <laughs> and so she saw that and she said, Hey dad, I want to do that. Uh, and he said, all right, well, why don't you go write, you know, 50 words and come back to me uh, and figuring, you know, that would be enough of a deterrent <laughs> that this is probably just a fleeting yeah. Uh, dream and she did she came back a few hours later she had it written and so they went to Panera Bread every weekend for and for a bit and then she ended up writing and publishing a kid's book it's called the fairies of waterfall island um the book made about four thousand dollars in the first three months she donated a ton of money to autism awareness she was wow. on all these local tv shows like her and I were on good morning sacramento uh, like all these cool things, speaking gigs, she's got a monthly allowance that yeah, comes yeah. from royalties from her book, like her life is forever changed. And then as a result, this is circling all the way back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this interview is leveraged impact. Yeah, right. That goes, that book goes on to impact thousands of people. Yes. But now, you know, we've had 
kids show up to our conferences. We've got other kids writing books. We've got mm. other employees, kids writing, but like just the, all of these kids are seeing that and, and saying, oh, I want to do that too. Mm. And so it's just created this ripple effect that's just continued to grow. So uh, it's pretty cool and, and inspiring to see. And then just kind of always gets me fired up. Mm. I love that. That's such a great, um, I know many of my listeners will be parents and yeah, it, they're always watching, aren't they? They're always watching. and uh, <laughs> No doubt. You, I, I spot the, um, the bracelet that you're wearing that you had on at your TEDx talk. I'd be honored if you'd share us that story. Yeah. Um, so gosh, it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a long story. Um, I, I shared it at the end of the book, which somebody asked me recently and they're like, why did you wait to put this story at the end of the book? Um, and, and it's, it's, it's really a story about a, a friend who unexpectedly passed away uh, and reminded me of, of why I do what I do. Mm. And, uh, you know, talking to his dad after he passed away, he said, it, the only good that can come out of this is if other people's lives are impacted by the fact that this happened. Mm. And after he passed away, I, I found out that he had attended one of my random trainings and had actually written most of a draft of a book. And so we were actually able to, um, with the help of his friends, they published his book after he passed away. And so that was just a big reminder for me of why I do what I do. And really at a crossroads in my life, kind of saying, all right, I'm going to put away a lot of the stuff that doesn't matter and focus on what actually does. My family, my friends, my faith, and what I'm doing with self-publishing school. <laughs> like those are the, 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 those are the things that are truly making an impact and are what I want to be remembered for. And uh, so that was just a, I mean, that was a, a, a big wake up call for me and ultimately what led to the decision to double down on self-publishing school and grow. And um, this bracelet, it says on one side, it says, make him proud. Uh, and on the other side, it says WWKD. So what would Kendall do? Uh, his name is Kendall. And um, and uh, so it's a daily reminder uh, yeah. to live out that, that I'm living for two now mm. and, and to live out and, and, and to make him proud um, with Thank what you. I'm doing and with what we're doing. So uh, that's the, it's, it's been on my wrist every, every yeah. day since then. Thank <clears throat> you, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I know it must take you back and I have no idea how you got through that TEDx talk and uh, didn't, you know, yeah. my, my lip would have been wobbling and I'd have probably had a, so fair play to you, my friend, for for getting it through. So you've been very kind. You made a generous offer with uh, with the book. Tell us a little bit about that offer. Yeah. Um. So the new book, um, it's the second edition, just launched within the last couple of months. So it's called uh, "Published: The Proven Path from Blank Page to Ten Thousand Copies Sold." This is for anyone who's thinking about writing a book, uh, and you want to figure out what it takes and how you can use a book to to grow your business, how to sell more copies, how to write a better book, all those things. Um, I think it'll be really helpful for you. Obviously, you can grab a copy on Amazon or you can grab the audio book. Um, it's narrated by uh, me. And I think it's it's a it's a fun kind of uh, a way to experience the book. So definitely recommend the audible version or the audio book. Um, but for the first 50 people um, who would like a physical copy of this book, um, I've created uh, a little uh, link for you and you can get it for free. Okay, uh, for being a friend you, of the brother. show here. So if you go to publishedbook.com forward slash A B T Y. Thank you, All my right. friends. 
amazing. Go take advantage of that very, very kind offer. I have a physical copy here. It's it's great. I've uh, it's just yeah. I I love. I'm an image kind of guy as well, so it's just just the way that it's designed and little sections you can write in. It's a it's a great book, my friend. So thank you and thank you very 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 much for the kind offer. I definitely encourage everyone to to go and take advantage of that and. what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you? Mm, always better than yesterday to me is it, it, very similar to one of our core values at Self Publishing School, which is hard work and continuous improvement. Mm. <laughs> and, and and I believe in, in showing up and working hard and getting better every single day yeah. and, and cont- the pursuit of excellence. And that is what hard work and continuous improvement means. That was what always better than yesterday means. It's how can we do better today than we did yesterday? And how do we make incremental improvements so that we can better serve our students, so that we can get better at helping publish books, so that we can be the best version of ourselves personally and professionally, showing up at work, showing up at home? Uh, it's a, it, it is very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> it's something that I'm pretty obsessed with. Yeah. I love uh, it, so I love, I love uh, the focus of this show. Thank you, man. I have absolutely loved our conversation. I want to be super respectful of your time. I'd be honored if you'd leave us with a final thought from your good self. Yeah. So my final thought would be, there's never going to be a perfect time to Hmm. write and publish a book. If this is something that you're serious about, get started with it and and commit to it. And I'd encourage you to, um, you know, go to the link, grab one of the free physical copies of the book, but, but really just to dive into the mind map. Like that's the very first or the best, that's the best first step. You'll see that I walk through that uh, process. It's uh, in chapter five. So you can just skip to chapter five, spend 15 minutes to create a mind map, and that's going to send you on your way uh, to, to writing and publishing a great book. So get started. Don't wait. There's never going to be a perfect time. Love that. Thank you for the impact you're having, my friend. And uh, I look forward to chatting again soon. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, my friends, thank you for making it to the end. I hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play. I'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are and hopefully leave them a little bit better too. If you're curious to know how I, through Always Better Than Yesterday, can serve you, your team, your organisation, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections, and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you. Keep leading, my friends. Always love.